This is Polyphonic Press, the podcast where two music fans pick a classic album completely at random. Using the patented random album generator, they are given an album to review from a curated list of over 1,000 classic releases, spanning multiple genres. And now onto the show. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Boyd and John Van Dyke. Hey, welcome to Polyphonic Press. I'm Jeremy Boyd. And I'm John Van Dyke. And uh, let's not waste any time. Let's, uh, we got the patented random album generator right in front of us. Uh, so let's hit the button and see what album we're going to be listening to this week. And the album we're going to be listening to is Beck Odelay. Oh, that's the one with the picture of the moppy looking dog. So, okay, so this is what it says on allmusic.com. Unlike stereopathetic soul manure and one foot in the grave, the indie albums that followed his debut, Mellow Gold, by a mere matter of months, Odelay was a full-fledged, full-bodied album, released on a major label in the summer of 1996, and bearing an intricate, meticulous production by the Dust Brothers in their first gig since the BC Boys' Paul's Boutique. Odelay shared a similar collage structure to that 1989 masterpiece, relying on a blend of, sound, of found sounds and samples, but instead of lending the album its primary colors, the Dust Brothers provided the accents highlighting Beck's ever-changing sounds, tying together his stylistic shifts making the leaps from the dirge blues of Jackass to the hazy party rock of Where It's At seem not so great. Uh, like L- Mellow Gold, Odelay winds up touching on a number of disparate strands, folk and country, grungy g- garage rock, stiff-boned electro, uh, lush exotica, old-school rap, touches of noise rock, but there's no breakneck snap between sensibilities. Everything flows smoothly. The dense sounds suggesting that the songs are a bit more complicated than they actually are. Most of the songs here betray Beck's roots as an anti-folk singer. He reworks blues structures like Devil's Haircut, Country with Lord Only Knows and Sissy Neck, Soul soul with Hot Wax, Folk with Ramshackle, and Rap with High Five and Where It's At. But each track twists conventions either in their constructions construction or presentation giving this a vibrant electric pulse surprising in its form and attack like a mosaic all the details add up to a picture greater than its parts so while some of beck's best songs are here odalay is best appreciated as a recorded whole with each layered sample enhancing the illusion that came before all right okay so uh this this album was released on June 18th, 1996. Uh, the genres are alternative rock, sample delia, uh, <laughs> alternative hip hop, experimental rock, folk rock, and neo psychedelia. Um, Interesting. I've never heard the term sample delia. I kind of like it though. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so there are 14 songs on the album. Um, there's n- really no side one or side two, so we'll do seven and seven. Um, because, I mean, this is, 
you know, mid nineties. So this was like right at the height of CDs. So, um, so we will, um, start off with the song devil's haircut and end, uh, at number seven with jackass. And then we'll, um, discuss halfway through and then, and listen to the back half. Uh, so here we go. Here's the, uh, the first song on the album devil's haircut. Okay, ending the first half of the album with the song Jackass. And the sound of a jackass, even. And the sound of a jackass, yeah. Um, yeah, I am really into this. Yeah, me too. This is... It's 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 bizarre, but it's the best kind of bizarre. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it slaps. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's uh, you know, it's there's so much going on, and there's so many different sounds, and from all different kinds of sources, and yeah, it's just all pieced together really oddly, and things coming in and out, and one song doesn't sound like the last, but it still fits. Well, it all sounds like Beck. It all sure. sounds like him. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was some really cool guitar stuff on on Novocaine. There was like some really cool psychedelic stuff going on in in Jackass. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place, but it still f- works. Yeah, yeah. No, that uh, that description that was uh, sample delic was actually quite apt because. Some of the samples you know you heard sounded very much like that sort of nineteen sixties sort of those guitar riffs and something like that, and it's just kind of um how do you describe it sort of like those psychedelic guitar riffs um it was very very uh apt description, I thought, and some of it actually reminds me a lot of like what eels would go to do yeah um and it, it, you know he's I what I've always liked about Beck is he never stuck to one genre. He sort of always he experimented with everything and you know did like a, an electronic album and a psychedelic album and you know uh a folk acoustic album and you know all this different stuff and very interesting artist. I I don't know of another artist who has gone to such extremes and been able to have such a success at it because he's just you know been for some reason been able to go in all these sorts of different directions and it it still sounds like him and it's still very distinctly him you know it's not like you know when some artists like try to do something else and people like oh no this isn't you what are you doing he never seemed to get that backlash no and uh he could oh and and yeah like you said his his, uh, styles vary very much but it always sounds like him and uh it's it's really interesting like that's not it's not totally unusual for a band or for a, a musician or a band to uh be like that but they don't normally change as much as Beck does, but uh, it's it's it is amazing how much someone's personality comes out no matter what sort of style they're doing. But if you got a strong personality like Beck does, I guess it 
can't help but come out and no matter what style you're doing i yeah that's that's a good point like whenever it does it doesn't i guess when another artist tries to do something else like the the example that i think of is like motley crew trying to keep up with the times and do like a grunge sort of album oh whereas i think the difference with beck is he like he's genuinely like interested and and wants to do the the it feels authentic him changing genres whereas another artist might be just trying to keep up with the times yeah i mean there's a certain amount of thing where it feels like pandering like you describe motley crew i would imagine it would still sound like them and that might be sort of part of the problem because mm-hmm. they sound too much like a a hair band oh. trying to be grunge that's exactly what it is yeah and it's it still sounds like them but it's not somehow it's not in a good way and you want you want to sound like you but it's when you're so I guess Beck is just isn't typecast, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And so he, he doesn't have to worry about, like with the Motley Crue thing, like they sort of alienated the fans they already had and the fans they were trying to get weren't interested weren't no into it. What. Yeah. So so with with Beck, it's sort of like, well, yeah, I do this, but I also do this. And, you know, I'm not trying to to keep up with the times or I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just, I'm genuinely interested in making this music. And so I'm going to make the music that I want to make. It sort of helps when you're right out the gate with multiple styles. So people sort of expect the unexpected when you try to sort of put out an album. Yeah. And I mean, like this album for, for sure, I mean, he's, jumping across lots of different genres and it's it's uh again it doesn't feel it's always interesting it's 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 um it's always like i'm sort of going like okay what's he gonna do next not like oh god i don't want to hear that it's more like (laughs) what's what's gonna happen it's like it's anticipation yeah yeah or you're sitting there going, hmm, this is weird. Yeah. But this uh, still sounds good somehow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, let's uh, move on to the second half of the album. And it starts off with a song. I think we all it's know this well. one. Uh, this is uh, Where It's At. So here we go. Okay, and ending the album with a little bit of noise there called Computer Rock. Uh, I'm going to, if I ever, if my neighbor ever gets out of hand, I'm just going to play that for 10 hours on repeat and leave the house. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, this, this album is, is so, I'm, it's, it's really all over the place and I love it and it's just it's so interesting and it flows really well as an album it's uh it's never boring although there's surprises it doesn't nothing ever feels out of place 
it's really hard to do something like that, really hard to pull off. But I mean, this is just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this album uh, a lot. Yeah. You know, I, uh, yeah, I like it too. Uh, I think I have a copy of it somewhere. I don't know when the last time it is I put it on, but yeah, it's always worth giving it a listen. So, you know, I guess that answers my question or the, the question there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I I don't, I've never heard the full, whole album. I knew uh, the some of the songs on it. I knew Devil's Haircut, Where It's At, and I th- think also The New Pollution I've heard as well. Um, but other than that, I, I do, I wasn't familiar with the album. And I, Devil's Haircut and Where It's At, those two songs are similar enough that if you went into the album expecting songs like that, you wouldn't, you're not going to get that. So it sort of hooks you in. If those are the, those were the two first, uh, the, or the first two singles. And so those two songs sort of hook you in to think it's going to be this, I, I don't the, the songs more like that. And then, but I think, or at least I hope that most listeners would be pleasantly surprised by, oh, it's not what I was expecting, but this is really cool anyway. Yeah, well, again, there's little uh, peeks into basically what he's all about when it's uh, like in where it's at and, and Devil's Haircut and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it definitely becomes more so uh, as the album progresses. And it's just, yeah, it's just a really great, you know, collection of uh, odd sounds that make you want to move yeah that's that's a good way to describe it yeah um i think so we always ask the question the question is you know would you would you listen to this again and you answered yeah obviously and and my answer is yes uh because you know although i've i just listened to it because there was so much going on i don't really remember a whole lot of it and <laughs> so it's worth listening just so to it's it. worth listening to again because it's it's sort of like it was it was sort of like the i would describe the experience of like of listening to it and sort of going well what just happened what just happened so it's sort of like yeah i kind of i i loved it and i want to listen to it again because i want to I want to experience it again. It's one of the, uh, I think it's one of the few times where you, I, I actually can experience it for the first time again. Um, because I actually, there was so much going on. I don't really honestly remember a whole lot of what I just heard. Little bits of it. I, I think I could pick out, but, but, but yeah, it, it sort of, I know exactly what you mean by that. It'd still be fresh the first several times. Actually, the album just sounds fresh. That's another good point, is that it doesn't sound too dated compared to things. It's from the mid-90s, and there's a lot of stuff came out in the mid-90s that sounds like the mid-90s. This still, it's so unique that it could be put out, you know, I don't know about exactly today, but definitely later on, and it still wouldn't feel out of date. I, I think I think it could be put out today and it would do well. I th- I think it could, you know. I think there's there's probably room for it somewhere. You know, 
it may not be like mainstream pop, but I think it would do pretty well. No, it's true. I I was sort of just thinking about what it would be up against, and honestly, it'd probably blow a lot of stuff out of the water. Uh, yeah. So I think the the question has been answered. We would obviously both listen to this again. I mean, it's just it's so cool, and and I mean, his other stuff is worth checking out too. Uh, so yeah, and there I know there are a few more Beck albums on on the list. So we'll definitely be. Re- returning to some of his work as well um but yeah i guess we will end the the show there thank you so much for listening if you made it this far uh you can go to polyphonicpress.com and drop us a line if you feel like doing that and if you feel inclined to help us out you can go to patreon.com slash polyphonic press you got lots of cool perks there like uh you get these episodes a week before they go live you can get uh you can pick an album for us to review and even get a shout out at the end of these episodes so there's lots of cool stuff there and i think that's pretty much it Uh, i'm jeremy boyd i'm john van day take it easy